0: The SportsCast, May 15th, 2023. If you haven't yet, please subscribe in all our channels, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to us on your smart speaker. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a rating and a review. It will help us out tremendously. We're also on online radio. Visit our website, thesportscast.net. Also our Twitter, thesportscast1. Also on Instagram, thesportscast1. Check out our app the sports Cast for ios and there you have it celtics are going to the ecf eastern conference finals against the miami heat but they first eliminated the sixers who, who has not been to the eastern conference blah, blah, no since 2001 and joining us all the way from the northeast pretty happy Hal phillips welcome back
1: uh glad to be back santi glad to still be in the playoffs
0: Still in the playoffs. Yesterday was like a the only game seven of the semifinals of the NBA playoffs. Jason Tatum 51 points the most in a game seven in NBA history. The lead the Celtics 112 to 88. Hal Phillips, how how good do you feel? I feel really good. I felt really good after game six. It
1: was one of those games where Every 15 minutes or so on Friday, I would remember that the Celtics had won Game Six, and I felt, uh, you know, a little spring in my step, as my uh, my roto partner Jamin likes to call it. Uh, it's just, uh, it's it was a great series. Hats off to the Sixers; they battled. Um, I think the better team won, but geez, a lot goes on in a seven-game series. It's it's hard to it's hard to remember it all. Uh, but we are at the halfway point—only the halfway point of the of the playoffs. When you're no thinking about it in terms of the journey, um, not in terms of games played. But uh, if you're still left, if your team is still left in the playoffs, we are halfway there.
0: Halfway there. So far, Celtics had endured the the Hawks, now the Sixers, which has become a a little bit of a rivalry. Uh, But Tatum yesterday, he broke the record uh, that was set two weeks ago by Steph Curry of the Warriors who scored 50 points in game seven. Tatum did it again. He's only 25. He went 17 of 28 from the field and added 13 rebounds and five assists, became the fifth player in NBA history with at least 50-10-5 in a playoff game. What do you think about this gentleman? Is he the man in Boston now? He's definitely our
1: man. Um, He wasn't the man for much of games five and six. He was terrible along with the rest of the team. They miss shots and they lose. That's the formula in today's NBA. But, you know, Tatum went one for 14 through the first three quarters of Game 6, and it looked bad. Uh, Then he scores 16 points in the fourth quarter. They win Game 6, going away. And then he continues that form all the way through Game 7. And um, the first half of yesterday's game was a bit of an illusion. P.J. Tucker scored 11 points in the first quarter, so they led for portion of the first half but it was really sort of a false impression that was a close game um and they only led and were as close as they were because pj tucker you know pulled a blinder um he's not going to be counted on to score 11 points in another quarter in his career um so more uh they really were ahead of the game and then in the third quarter they came out and just blew doors tatum just you know if you score 15 points a quarter um you're going to break some records. And that's basically what he did over a five-quarter span. They pulled him out of the fourth quarter, or he would have done it again.
0: Yeah. Um, as Hal said, uh, the Sixers had a good first quarter, um, and then they trailed 55-52 at halftime. So it was close then, so it could have been anyone's game. Uh, but the third quarter is where, where it, it really counted. Um, the Celtics outscored the Sixers 33-10 to to break the game open. Uh, uh, uh jason tatum scored 17 points in the third quarter alone nearly doubling the sixers total and pushing the game out of reach that third quarter was key yesterday wasn't it
1: it was a yeah it was strange too it was, it was weird to watch the sixers sort of lose control of the game and they couldn't seem to stop uh tatum but they didn't seem to, seem to really try to stop tatum you know throughout the series they had They had got a lot of good shots and been able to sort of push the celtics into some awkward um offensive sets and basically daring them to shoot and for a long part of that series that worked out just fine but when tatum started hitting it was almost giddy um everyone could see that he was hot he knew he was hot he was throwing up some crazy shots too and they were all going in and the sixers didn't really know what to do i can say on the boston side of the equation a lot of talk Uh, Last two weeks about, you know, doubling Harden, getting the ball out of his hands, doubling Embiid, getting the ball out of his hands, not doubling Embiid like we talked about last week when Jalen Brown doubled him and opened up Harden for that three-pointer, that one game four, which is a game the Celtics really should have won. But um, at no time during uh, the third quarter did the Sixers choose to double Tatum. He was the only guy on the floor who was shooting it, he was the only one making it. If they had done that and just doubled him and made someone else shoot it, I think they might have been able to calm the game down. But, you know, I never thought that they felt they were out of any kind of rhythm or out of the game until it was over, until they were 20 points behind. They kept calling some timeouts, and then they would go back to a set and just say, hey, let's just calm down and get back into the flow of this game. Um, they would miss, uh, the Celtics would get a rebound, get it to tape and throw up a three pointer and score. So they just kept losing ground and they never, they never showed, I guess, enough signs of panic. They never changed their defensive sets, um, to my liking, or even in a discernible way. It was a, it was a weird display from doc rivers, I guess, who, um, didn't coach a bad series. I thought he outcoached Joe Missoula in many respects over the course of seven games, but third quarter, not a good one for doc
0: and here's why Boston lost one of the reasons uh Embiid had 15 points James Harden no 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 points yeah that's probably was a big factor wasn't it it was
1: and again to go back to f- poor PJ Tucker who played you know so well he does what PJ does you know he doesn't score 11 points in the first quarter they get destroyed in the first half as well i think they finished the first half down only 3 um and there were some terrible calls, I thought, um, uh, on both sides, but most most of them went against the Celtics in the first half. I thought the 55 52 scoreline at halftime was a bit of a false number. Um, Embiid um, was not never the same once the Celtics went to Al Horford and Rob Williams together. Um, you don't have to freak out and double to the extent um, that they did in previous games when you got two big guys on the floor. What a breakthrough! I'm not sure why that it took them so long to do this um but they finally went to the big man and sat uh sat i guess brogdon or d white um and you know went with jalen brown at guard and it changed the whole course of the series now it wouldn't have mattered if tatum didn't start hitting shots at the end of the at the end of game six it really would not have mattered they would not have scored enough points to win that game and as you and I have discussed over and over, the Celtics are a fair to middling offensive team. They look bad doing it as well. And uh, the defense is what wins them the game. And ultimately, the defense was what secured these two victories. They shut down Embiid enough in Game 6 and totally shut him down in Game 7. And you know, when you do that, they can't go inside out with him and Harden.
0: Al Horford, as you mentioned before, s- s- takes points, but he was the main guy in defense. He was guarding Embiid really well throughout the series well think about it you know when
1: Embiid goes to um you know his post game and he can do that pretty far up the key on either side Al Horford can guard him there but what he can't do is get up close to him because Embiid will roll by him I mean he's quick Embiid's got great footwork and Horford is a smaller guy he can't really get in Embiid's face you know when he fades away but at least he can sell out on that defense if he knows Rob Williams is behind him to clean it up to, to to protect the rim when Embiid goes in there for a leaner or a floater having shook Horford so I mean this is basic stuff this is not complicated defense you put two big guys on the floor when you play against a guy like Embiid and you take your chances because if you go any smaller he just does whatever he wants. And he's a good passer, too. That's really what killed the Celtics when before they made the switch. He was just moving with impunity in the key to shoot and pass, finding all sorts of open guys along the three-point line. And they made enough of them to keep them in the series until they didn't.
0: Boston Celtics down 3-2, came back 1-2 straight. Uh, how how would you rate this team throughout the series? Was it, you know, maybe they should have closed it out a little earlier or this was what what? what what you predicted before it started
1: no one knows what this team is going to do they're really young they are discernibly more talented than they were last year when they went all the way to the finals and really should have put the Warriors um behind three games to one they did not win that game four gave it away in very similar fashion to games one and four in the Philly series no one knows what they're going to do and everyone is petrified that um, Eric Spolster is going to come up with some crazy defensive scheme to make them look even worse. You know um, it. Well, he, w- he will. And because uh, Spolster is the best tactician uh, amongst NBA coaches, as far as I'm concerned. What he's done with the Heat so far is extraordinary. They're terrible. Um, that is just a not a good roster. And and heroes out, and they're small. And they're not even particularly that quick. Um, but they'll give the, the Celtics a hard time. I bet you they'll win two games. And, of course, the Celtics won at home, um, this last uh, Sunday, yesterday, uh, to make them 10 and nine at home in the playoffs over the last two years, 10 and nine. You're talking about were- a team that, that is favored to win the NBA championship. Don't tell me the NBA hasn't changed. The home court advantage is not what it was. And don't no. tell me that the Celtics are, are world beating, you know, favorites to win it all. No one has any idea what this team will do. And I don't, I certainly don't.
0: Yeah, this reminds me of the Los Angeles team back in 2000, 2001. Where they're like Phil Jackson would say, yeah, this team is very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has the same vibe for this Boston team. Um, as you said, home, field, uh, home court advantage has not become a factor. Uh, what happened with, the, with Philadelphia uh, winning in game five up in uh, TD Garden? They just laid an egg.
1: I mean, the, we've talked about it. I, I sound like a broken record, um, even though no one even knows what a record is now. Uh, <laughs> when the Celtics miss, they lose. Their entire offense is built around Tatum and Brown and Brogdon and Smart and even Al Horford shooting threes. If they shoot badly as a team, they lose. They lose to bad teams. And Philadelphia is not a bad team. They didn't even threaten to win that game in in game five um, because they shot it so poorly. So it's no mystery. This has been going on for two years. So, you know, when they make shots, I don't know how you beat them. But when they miss them, I don't know how they win. They, they don't have a plan b they don't pivot to any sort of different offensive scheme which you know drives me up a wall because it you know if you're the coach i, I understand being committed to a to a three-point centric offense but uh, maybe a plan b would work i mean you have the tools to do it they're not small they're not like a bunch of water bugs you know just living out on the three-point line or I mean, it, that's the other thing that drives me crazy about this team and then
0: i promise to move on it's okay is that- this is it's a uh Good session to just let it all out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're my, You're my psychiatrist, Santi. Um, what kills me is when you have everybody out on the out on the perimeter like that, and someone does go to the hoop because you know Philadelphia was sagging to the point where you they dared them to shoot threes. But every once in a while, you'd get someone to come a little close, and and Jalen Brown has the ability to go around these people. But then Embiid comes, and the Celtics don't have anybody cutting to the basket with that person because it's just freelanced offense, right? So an individual is cutting, you know, going to the basket, and Embiid comes over to, you know, get in the way or block the shot. There's nobody that Embiid had to leave in order to mark the driver. So they're all Al Horford is out on the three-point line waiting for a for a drive and kick three-pointer. Everyone's doing that. So they they, they don't have any offensive rebounding and they have no one to dish to when a big man like MB comes over to, you know, get in the way or stop them from driving to the basket. It's, it's a it's it is the most informal offense um, you can you can imagine. It, it reminds me of playing junior high school basketball. It, it's that it's that clueless. And actually, that's an insult to to jump and John Hamilton, who was my ninth grade basketball coach. He was a great coach. We had so many great players and um, you could use half of them. Joe Mazzula could use half of them right now if he cared to, but I, I guess he doesn't care to.
0: You mentioned a real uh, brief about uh, Phil Alfia. What, uh, what do you think is her future? Is Doc Rivers the right coach there? There's been some criticism online, on Twitter about him. You know, maybe she should get fired. What are your thoughts over this team?
1: I don't know. I don't think he deserves to get fired. He actually outcoached his opponent in this series, but the Celtics were just better than his team. Um, that isn't to say that, that the Sixers weren't good. And that isn't to say the sixers could not be better um Embiid was a bit of a no-show in game seven but i think the celtics finally stumbled into a way to to defend him in a reasonable way harden was was feast or famine the whole series he was terrible yesterday um i think harden is going to go to houston i think he he's had enough i think doc has probably had enough i wouldn't be surprised if he goes and coaches milwaukee um, and then then I don't know where you're left. Embiid has another year on his deal, but yeah, they could bring in two or three guys and completely change that team over. I like their pieces. Harris is good. Melton is good. I thought Maxie was great in this series. They're fast. You wonder what kind of team, you know, a running team they would make if Doc Rivers wasn't the coach and Jim's Harden wasn't dominating the ball. So they have, I think, potential as far as I'm concerned. And I thought they were a worthy opponent yesterday. Um, it's interesting about doc rivers. I mean, you know, being from Boston, I've known him a good long time, but I have known him even longer than that. Uh, when doc rivers was coaching Orlando, I thought he was a really good coach. He was squeezing 40, 42 wins out of a terrible magic team in the, you know, early to mid two thousands. And I was like, wow, this guy is really resourceful and clever. Then he goes to the Celtics and inherits these stars and they win a championship in his first year, 2008. Um, they nearly win another in 2010. Um, but I don't know that he deployed that that talent particularly well. Um, then he goes to the Clippers. And all of a sudden, he's got this reputation as being a coach who handles veterans well. Well, they did nothing. They had an incredible roster. They couldn't get anything done there. And then they bring him into Philadelphia to do the same sort of thing each time, you know, he goes and does TV in between these stints. So I, I like Doc. I don't dislike him as a as a personality. I don't think he's a bad coach. But he's sort of got this rep now as being someone who you bring in to like get a team over a veteran team over the top, which he's only done once. And it was 15 years ago. And I don't I don't know exactly what Doc does particularly well anymore compared to his peers and considering how different the NBA is now from 2008. So I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, there will be big change in Philadelphia. But I, I think they've got enough with Embiid and a bunch of other guys and a couple of signings that they could be tough next year. I don't count them out.
0: True. The couple pieces away, as you said, Harden has been rumored to go back to Houston. And of course we cannot forget doc rivers, uh, winning that chip uh, that championship with Celtics back in 08, when they defeated Kobe Bryant and the Lakers.
1: Yes. I was at that game. I was at the clinching game six in 2008 for the record. And uh, it was a blowout. It was classic late Laker, you know, uh, capitulation. They just gave up and we won by 40. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Which, which Kobe said, the toughest defense he's uh, he's ever gone against was your team.
1: Well, that may be so, but I still, I just don't know that 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 a a really good team lays down like that in Game Six of the Championship Finals and loses by forty. I'm sorry, that was not (laughs) not a proud display. Um, But also,
0: Philadelphia and the Celtics have been a rivalry, you know, uh, like ever since the '80s, I believe. Wow. Well, well, yeah. I mean, um, how much time you
1: got, Santi? I mean, the Celtics like and the Sixers have played more games in the playoffs. I think more games, period, than any two teams in NBA history. They used to be the Syracuse Nationals. Um, they only came to Philadelphia when the Warriors, the Sy- the Philadelphia Warriors, moved to San Francisco in 1962. That allowed Syracuse to move down from Syracuse into the old War Memorial Coliseum and they became the 76ers in 1963. So uh, they've been playing each other forever. You know, I came of age and graduated from high school in 1982, Um, all 80 from 1980 to 1986. That was, it was the best rivalry in the game um, until the Celtics and the Lakers met in the finals, which they did three times. But um, it was a great rivalry and uh, they were fearsome Rivals. I mean, that was back when actually they fought each other, literally threw punches and no one got thrown out. It was mayhem and we loved it. Those days are long gone. I mean, the 76ers haven't made a final four of any NBA playoff tournament since 2001. The same Lakers you mentioned. Um, that's Allen Iverson, and that was a terrible team that made the finals back then. So it's been a long time; long drought continues for the Sixers.
0: Yeah, Sixers have not been like Hal says since two thousand one uh, with Allen Iverson that went on to the uh, to lose against the Lakers uh, mm-hmm. for the championship. So uh, quite quite sad, uh, but hopefully Embiid MVP cannot make it deep in the playoffs and Boston, I believe historically has made it to the Eastern Conference finals for the most for for, for most uh, for like any team i believe
1: well uh, that wouldn't surprise me historically i saw an interesting stat that that showed that in the last five years not counting this season the last five years has produced have produced five different eastern representatives in the nba finals including the heat and the celtics um the bucks um who are the others I can't remember right now. But they were five different teams, five different teams. So uh that that streak comes to an end this year because either the Heat or the Celtics will go. And um but man, I think I think it'll be tough sledding for for um the Heat your your Miami Heat, Santi. I think they're a game bunch, but I can't see them winning that series.
0: We'll see what happens. Uh let's recap Friday's uh late games. Lakers beat the Warriors 122 to 101. It was not even close. LeBron James had 30 points on for 10 to 14 shooting 9 rebounds and 9 assists as he snapped a personal streak of 18 straight playoff games scoring under 30 um, this LA team looks hot is not me or the Warriors are just going something uh, internally
1: I think they are going through something internally I have um, some very good friends who were Warriors fans so I've just talked about it that team a lot this year I think that the Warriors felt that they stole one last year and they I'm not saying they were satisfied, but I think they know the end is near and they felt like they, they pulled a rabbit out of their hat um, last season. Uh, it doesn't take anything away from what they did. They beat the Celtics fair and square. They, they solved the Celtics and exposed them <laughs> in a pretty embarrassing way, frankly, but they're not the same team this year and everyone knew it. They knew it. And now I don't know where they go. Um, They've talked about keeping the core together. I'd be very surprised if that actually happened. Um, But, you know, game six uh, against the Lakers, uh, uh, sort of a disappointment. We picked on the old Laker teams, the Kobe teams, for laying down in game six in 2008. The Warriors didn't put up much of a fight here, um, just as the Sixers didn't put up much of a fight yesterday. I think that's the only disappointment to me in these playoffs, which have been super fun and unpredictable. But Again, as with the Celtics, it's a make-or-miss league. Now, what does that mean? It means a great series like the Lakers and the Warriors ends with a 22-point cruising victory. It could have been 40. They stopped playing. Both teams did, you know, by, you know, five minutes into the fourth quarter. That's not great television. It's not great basketball. Um, But it's what happens when all you do is shoot three-pointers like the Warriors do, and you miss. And that's that's a sad sort of commentary on the game these days. I'd like to see some closer games. There's not many of them. The only team that, that dominates and and wins its games at home in the old in the old-fashioned way is Denver.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it has been like the common theme for this playoffs. There's not been too many overtimes or yeah. that that one final shot. Uh, you see that more in hockey. I've seen that. I will see a lot of overtimes there for the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. but um, I've not seen it for the NBA. Hopefully. Uh, for this round coming up for the NBA. I think we'll see something closer. We'll see. All right. So uh, we'll preview what's going on. Uh, the first series for the uh, Western Conference final between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Jokish versus, uh, versus Anthony Davis. And, of course, you got LeBron James sitting there on the side. Austin Rivers has been hot as well. Your th- mm. your preview for this series, Mr. Howell. Um. Well, Denver is the
1: only team that, that, that has been close to untouchable at home in these playoffs, any team. Everyone else has lost games, um, and in, in some cases, multiple games in the same series and still managed to get through. So they've held serve, and that's how you win playoff series in orderly fashion. They've been great. And you know what? They've been great all year. Um, they should be favored to go to the Western Final, to, to go to the NBA Finals, rather. and. I I would be very interested if the Celtics and the nuggets get through who is favored in that series. The one thing that I will say, we've said it about the Lakers all season and I'll say it about the nuggets as well. It's not a deep team. There's not a wealth of roster quality there. If Jokic should get hurt or be slowed by an injury. Um, Jamal Murray has had, you know, serious injury issues. And I heard that he's a little hobbled now. Um, if, if Jamal Murray goes down, I, I don't know that they can win. They, they just don't have the firepower. They, and if they lose any of their starting five, I think that they'll be exposed as, as a little thin. The, the Lakers, you know, are in the same boat in that if AD or LeBron go down, I think they'll have a, a hard time winning, but honestly, not as hard a time. They have developed a very deep roster now. They've got all sorts of guys that they can turn to. Now you can't replace AD, he's been the best player in the playoffs by many many counts um, and LeBron is LeBron but I, I say if, if if Denver is healthy I, th- I think they can win I think they'll they'll perhaps win it in six because they're a complete team and they don't lose at home but man it's hard to to root against the Lakers can I go back a bit too then say that um, I'm a Boston fan I hate the Lakers but I did feel myself rooting for the Lakers against the Warriors in that series I just I don't I don't can't account for it but I think I'm I'm admiring of the way the Lakers have put this team together on the fly. I'm admiring of LeBron and AD, the way they've um, adapted their games to this unique group of guys that are playing with them. And they seem to genuinely like them. Um, And I think I'm also saying that I was tired of the Warriors. Um, I'm tired of they've been around for a long time now. I mean, Draymond is... Is a complete douchebag. I just don't like the way he handles himself. No one does. I don't think his coach likes him very much. And so it's hard to root for that team as much as Steph is um a sympathetic character. So I I was happy to see them go out. And uh and I guess I would part of me would love to see a Lakers Celtic final. So I'm sort of rooting for the Lakers to make it a good series. I think it will be a good series, but I think both the Lakers and the Nuggets are are poised a little bit on a knife edge. I think. The Celtics, you know, if Jalen Brown gets hurt, they've got enough bodies and talent to get along without them. Even even Tatum, if he went down, they've won a lot of games this year without Tatum. Um, they'll, they'd have to do things differently. But they're deep, and they're talented, and they're big. Um, the Lakers and the Nuggets don't have that luxury.
0: Which, FYI, the Warriors GM, he's thinking about leaving the position and looking elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean... They're they're in complete flux. Um, in a way, um, the Sixers are not nearly so um, uncertain about what is going to happen going forward. I mean, Draymond um, may not get re-signed. They signed Jordan Poole to all sorts of money, and he was terrible this year, all year long. Part of the reason was that Draymond hit him in the face, you know, on national television. Ultimately, and uh, that's hard to sort of get along as a team when that happens. Clay Thompson was a shadow of his former self in the series he was not good uh he was pretty good against the kings he was he was worthless against the lakers um they've got a bunch of young guys that that kerr just stopped playing um kaminga jonathan kaminga everyone thinks the team to think he's a talent kerr didn't plan um so you know what happens to that group they're like oh and then the gm wants to leave as well I, I would get out of there if i were him he's a hot commodity he can go anywhere he wants probably and start over but i think i think the Warriors are, are are due to have a reckoning. And I'd be very surprised if they tried to if they spent the money to bring everybody back.
0: All right. So back to the uh Lakers and Dengates series. You're saying Denver and six, right? Or are you gonna
1: I will say Denver and six. I Denver think six. Okay. barring injury. Um, I think that's what will happen. Um, well, but it you know, the Lakers come out and steal one of the first two games, um a completely different it. series. Yeah, that's that's what their goal will be. And cause it's it's just a much more traditional sort of set of circumstances with Denver, everyone else in the, in the league. um, I don't think the heat think twice about going to Boston and winning and the Celtics don't think twice about going anywhere and winning. I guess that's the flip side to not being able to win at home.
0: Yeah. uh, The season series uh, between the Lakers and the nuggets are two and two split, but obviously the season it's a whole different dynamic compared to the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But go ahead.
1: No no, I was just oh. um, I didn't realize they split the season series. Yeah, to do. Um,
0: but you yeah. just don't know who's missing in those games or not, you know.
1: But I mean it's hard not to be impressed with um with with the the roster the Lakers have developed. Uh, that you know uh Lonnie Walker the 4th, what a story. I mean comes off the bench to to win game 6, really win game 5 rather for the Lakers and uh plays well again in game 6. He started, you know, he was starting earlier this year for them. And in fact, at the end of game five, they finished it with Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and who is the, th- oh, and uh, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder. All three of those guys are original roster players from, from October, 2022. And after all the people they brought in, you know, Delo and Hachimura and Vanderbilt, um, all g- great signings. Those are the three guys they finished the pivotal game five with. So, um, shout out to Rob Palenka, their GM. He actually did a pretty good job putting a team together this fall, and then did a great job supplementing it at the at the trade deadline. Yeah,
0: a lot of good role players for this Lakers squad. Never seen anything like it. Health also has been on their side a little bit more. Of course, you don't, you know. Hopefully, it stays on for the next couple of weeks. Miami Celtics. These two have met in 2020 in the bubble. Yep. Uh, Miami beat them uh your thoughts on this series what is your prediction Hal? um
1: I liked the Celtics in six as well but yeah the I think that this group of Miami this edition of the heat peaked in the bubble um, I think they had a legitimate chance to win that series that that NBA Finals against the Lakers essentially on a neutral court um they couldn't get it done although they they showed well um Last year, people don't really want to remember it, but Jimmy Butler had a, had a three-pointer to win that series against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it, it went in and out. I mean, it, that, we could be having a very different discussion about the Celtics. They're just so flawed and so uh, sh- you know fragile, um, scoring baskets in the second half of big games. You just don't know what's going to happen. That said, th- this is not even the best Heat team of the last three years. Um, They're bringing Lowry off the bench and they've turned over the starting uh, point guard or, you know, starting guard spot to, you know, Gabe Vincent. Um, They play Max Struess a lot and count on him to score. They they have gone back to Duncan Robinson in that role. Um, Kevin Love plays a lot of minutes for this team and actually makes them big enough almost. I mean, he's 6'10", but he can't jump. He's not quite the rebounder he was. They're just very, very thin. And Tyler Hero hurt his hand, and it won't even play. He might play the series, I, I
0: believe. He could. Huh? He could play in this series. Are they talking about that? Down yeah, in Miami? I mean, I heard a couple of weeks ago when he got injured that uh, 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 I mean he could come back around this time. So, but I haven't heard anything lately though.
1: You know, the, the problem the problem for the Celtics is that um, the Heat are very clever and Spelstra is a great coach, and you don't quite know what they're going to do to you. And will your young coach and your very by offensive team, the Celtics, will they be able to adjust um, to whatever the Heat throw at them? Um, we've not looked good trying to do that in these playoffs. But on the other hand, no team matches up with the Heat better than the Celtics. We have so many big physical guards to guard their wings i mean if you want to put someone on max streus and make his life miserable i mean you could do it with brogdon you could do it with smart you could do it with Derek white any three of those guys like we put jalen brown on him he may be the best defender of, of all four of them um they can take any one of those guys out of the game if they want um you know jimmy butler is going to get his but if I, I think he's gonna have to score 40 to get wins in this in this series and he may do it a couple of times but he can't do it four times can he i don't know and i probably
0: has a bad ankle too as well he's a
1: bad ankle and kyle lowry is a shadow of his self they don't even start him (laughs) smartly though spolster is not dumb he's anything but dumb he brings kyle lowry off the bench now and uh saves him for the second half and keeps him fresh and you know he's uh he's an ornery little cuss that kyle lowry i wouldn't want to play against him um but again i think we have people who can stay in front of kyle lowry at 37 years old and (laughs)
0: I hope. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hit Bam Adebayo is is about six eight and um he's sort of all by himself there on the front line. There's nobody to play with him. Um that is of any size. So I think at the Celtics, I don't think the Celtics will be playing Rob Williams and Al Horford too much against this team. Um, but I think they're probably better playing Tatum at the at the four next to one of those guys and then just dropping an endless stream of of big physical, quick handsy defensively honor regards at all these people on the heat, whether hero plays or not. Um I just, you know, I just, we've all watched the Celtics. So we just, I'm, I'm done pre- predicting they'll do this or that. We have no idea what they'll do because we have no idea how they'll shoot from night to night.
0: We could safely say they won't sweep the heat. <laughs> I think,
1: I think that I would, if there was a, if there was a bet in Vegas um to, to say that this, this game will, will go at least five games. I think that's a good bet
0: that that is a good bet. Uh uh I may mean, have a correction. Uh the Heat and uh, Austin Celtics met a year ago uh for the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh but of course, Boston won and having games. They also met in 2020 and then back in 2012 with LeBron. So uh they've met four times in the past 10 years. So
1: I remember those series with LeBron and and D Wade and Chris Bosh. Those were great teams, and the Celtics were still a really good team um, in two thousand eleven and twelve. That same group that went to the finals in two thousand and ten that won and two. Those were, those were great series. I remember that the Celtics lost a game in a series to them in five games. Those were five of the closest games I've ever you know ever seen. It was the closest five game series loss I can I can think of offhand. Every game was in doubt. They could have won any. It could have won all five. Um, but we did say that, you know, I think I said that that Butler, you know, Butler had a three-pointer in last year's Eastern Conference Finals that, that could have won it all for him, didn't go down, and they didn't lost. Happen. So Celtics were very, very fortunate to win that series, and everyone up here knows it. That's why we, we respect the Heat so much. They're tough.
0: I got a Lakers versus Celtics Finals. Mm. How about that? That would be, I mean, the NBA would love that, wouldn't they? Everybody will love it. This is history. Everything. And Silver will love it
1: too. <laughs> Everyone would love it. Uh it would be it would be a fascinating matchup. We almost had it in the bubble. Um, because the heat, but the heat ruined that as well. And I suppose they could ruin it too. And so so could Denver. Um I you know, I'm not gonna go there. I don't wanna jinx it, but that would be pretty good fun, Santi. I would,
0: I would enjoy it greatly. Of course, Miami Heat has a good chance. Uh, Jimmy Butler is having great playoffs, but has a bad ankle. But uh, we'll see if, if he scores at least twenty-four points, they might have a chance. But we'll see where this goes. Anything else before we uh, head off onto this beautiful Monday?
1: No, I think we've covered a lot of ground. The, the stage is is set for some really fun doings, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited that the that Celtics have a chance to to rest up a little bit. They don't play till Wednesday night. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night is a. Uh, lakers and denver and i think we're we're basically into every night there's a there's a eastern there's a there's a western or an eastern conference final game on um and that's a that's a pretty sweet setup every day there's a game of real consequence and i uh, can't wait for it to
0: get started and every game is at 8 30 p.m eastern so none of these 10 p.m west coast games
1: uh no no yeah they're all at would you say they're all at 9 eastern or 8 30 8 30 really so yeah. they're going to start – well, Denver's only two hours behind, so that makes sense. But when they play in L.A., they're going to start games at 5.30. 5 o'clock, which I heard it's normal in Los Angeles. I guess they are used to it doing <laughs> – you know, that seems very early to us East Coasters. But, uh, yeah, I would have thought that maybe the finals go on at 9 o'clock. Maybe that's what I'm
0: thinking. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Today is Chocolate Chip Day. How – what goes best with chocolate chips? Cookies, pancakes, brownies, or, or, uh, or some m- – m- 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 Mama mama. Muffins. Oh
1: muffins. No, it's a cookie. It's gotta be a cookie.
0: Chocolate chip cookies is winning at 50%. Pancakes 25 and muffins at 25%. So not bad. Chocolate chips is good with with almost anything. Pastry wise, not Hey, can we um can we talk a little bit of soccer? Yes. So I watched I watched
1: Arsenal um, completely lose the Premiership Championship race by basically laying down at home to Brighton. And there's a great uh, picture of thousands and thousands of Arsenal fans streaming out of um, the Emirates Stadium with, you know, five minutes left in the game. They're done. Couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of of, uh, players and fans. Hate Arsenal. Love
0: to see them. Man City is one game away from winning the Premier League. One win. Yeah, I
1: guess if they win the next one, it's over, right? Right. But the other one that was interesting to me when um uh you know uh they, they put Barcelona versus Espanol on national television and and uh you know this is just another example of you know the maturation of the US as a as a sporting as a soccer culture, you know, they 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 pipe in the um the Espanol Barcelona game to show Barcelona clinching the La Liga championship. So congratulations to them. But um Espanyol is the, of course, the weak sister in Barcelona. They um, and that game was on their home turf. And Barcelona is a great bit of video if you search Instagram for it. Great bit of video of um, the Barcelona players in the center circle dancing, you know, to celebrate their their league victory. And at some point, a couple of Espanyol fans break onto the field. Just a couple, and maybe the Barcelona guys thought it would be a a flood, but a couple fans run onto the field and the entire team takes off like a bunch of women into the freaking uh, locker room. They couldn't get off the field fast enough. It was unbelievable display of cowardice from Barcelona. They're dancing in front of, you know, this opposing group of, of fans. A couple of those fans get onto the field and the players run. It was lame.
0: Barcelona champions of La Liga. We'll see if they get messy. Who do you got between Madrid and Manchester City this Wednesday? Uh, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna stay with my prediction. I think Man City um, um, scores a bunch of goals against them at some point in this in this home and home. They, I think I picked them to win three one at Real. They 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 I think it got a deserved one one draw. So I was wrong there, but I think um, I will eventually come good on that prediction. So yeah, I like Man City. Quite-
0: Interesting how they neutralize Halan a bit. So we'll see what happens in Manchester. How about AC Milan versus Enter? Uh Enters up 2-0 against AC Milan. They play in the same stadium. I just realized that last week. <laughs> they do.
1: That. But you know, it's the, the fans that make the stadium. Um, so uh Inter scored two goals in the first 11 minutes, I believe, to and won the game two-nil against you know they were the visiting team and the, the 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 stadium was full of ac milan fans it was a pretty impressive display jacko is still scoring goals um at the highest level he's uh, quite a quite a striker
0: um he's like garu it's scoring at, at the, uh, in their old uh, part uh, of their career
1: Yeah, I I think Jekko is a better, a better scorer than Drew still. And uh, he's just, he's done it wherever he goes and they're not great teams. Drew's always playing for a great team and for France. So of course he gets chances. Uh, So I I like Inter to to finish the job there, but anything is possible. That's a really fascinating matchup. If only because well, they share a stadium, neither of the teams are very good. I mean, I think they're fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth in Serie A this year. They're not the best the Italian league has to offer, but the idea that they got through um, and are playing each other is pretty fun, especially as they share a stadium. I'm a little bummed that Tottenham, you know, went out to AC Milan. And I guess maybe that loss, that loss looks a little better in retrospect, but only just. Only oh,
0: just. Pochettino, Chelsea manager. I don't know why we ever let that guy go. <laughs> you were like, you would have brought him back.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely would have. But I think he, I think he. He recognized what he was up against, you know, at Tottenham. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a team that that dreams big but doesn't necessarily want to spend the money or mortgage its future in order to to be um, at the level. I mean, I, I part of me is disgusted by that fact, but another part of me recognizes that, you know, when you're competing against sovereign wealth funds and oligarchs who are literally made of money, um, it's a very difficult crowd to compete with. So I don't really expect that the current ownership of Tottenham can compete You know, the, on money. They, they have to be more wily. And um, for a while, they were. Um, this year, they were not.
0: Well, there you have it. Tottenham still without a manager. I heard the Anglesman is not in the running.
1: Nope, he's out.
0: So we'll see who's out there. I think well, there Grant you have Potter. it.
1: Grant Potter. Go ahead. I think Grant Potter might take that job. I would not be surprised. I have not heard that name. Interesting. I think they could get him, and I think he'd actually be a decent fit. Um, he didn't really get a chance to do anything at Chelsea. And um, you get our manager. We'll take yours, and uh, we'll take you, and know, that'll be some interesting
0: derbies there in London. That could be a good fit with Andy Levy, so we'll see what happens there. Well, there you have it. NBA, Premier League, Champions League, a lot going on in the world sports. And then that kind of dies down a little bit around mid-late June, so... We'll see what happens till then. Hal Phillips, what is the best way to reach you online? Also about your book.
1: Uh, Generation Zero. You can get it at uh, finer bookstores everywhere at Amazon, barn, Um And, uh, yeah, Twitter's the best place to reach me. You can see it there on the screen below. But if you want to read some soccer stuff, go to GenZero.HalPhillips.net.
0: There you have it. We got a lot going on with the NBA playoffs this week champions league to determine and of course uh the Premier league to make it decisive anyways you can reach us at the sportscast.net or the sportscast one on twitter and instagram and we'll be uh, definitely tweeting around see what's going on following some news is mark jackson get the bucks job we'll find out in a few days or a few weeks anyways how i appreciate you coming on to the sportscast says no
1: <laughs> no no i think people would be crazy to hire mark jackson at this point but uh, always a pleasure santi can't wait
0: for uh, next week and this was your update